headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I'm your host, Jade Warshaw. I am joined by one of my favorite co-hosts, Rachel Cruz, best-selling author, host of The Rachel Cruz Show. And we are joined together, joined forces to answer answer your questions about life, money, relationships, the holiday season, whatever is sticking in your crawl, we are going to help it come out of your crawl <laughs> as we take your calls. Give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225, and we'll chop it up with you. Let's go straight to the phone lines. We've got LJ from Tulsa, Oklahoma. What's going on, LJ? Uh, yes, uh, thanks for taking my call. No problem. Um, How can we help? Um, I'm kind of new to all this. I just recently heard about y'all because some friends are talking about a concept of debt snowball mm-hmm. versus a debt avalanche. Mm-hmm. And it got me curious, so I started looking and researching all up and found the baby steps. And I got some savings, but so I'm trying to pay off debt. So I'm looking at all the places to get my, like, hands-on money, you know, to help pay debt off. Yeah. And I have a 401K that they call the target date. 401k uh-huh. from a previous job. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any downsides or is that a good place to look uh, at getting money to help pay off debt since I'm currently in a four or a 457 at my new job? Yeah. I mean, I love the fact that you're looking for ways to pay off your debt and I love that you feel that it's urgent for you to quickly get your debt paid off, but I would not pull from retirement savings of any kind in order to do that. And You know, the fact that you once had a 401k and now you have a 457, that's not really a license to do that because it's still retirement money. And so there's still penalties and fees if you were to dip into that money. Um, Not to mention that's not truly the solution, right? We don't want you robbing from Peter to pay Paul. And so I think the solution for you is probably going to be finding that money either by picking up extra work or cutting back areas in your budget. LJ, your oh, your 401k that was with your previous job, is it still there? Have you rolled it over into a traditional IRA? Uh, it's still with the company that okay. I left it with. Okay, so I would recommend actually taking that out and just rolling it over to a traditional IRA. One of our SmartVestor pros in your area can help you do that. Um, but yeah, we don't. I wouldn't leave my 401k with a job that I'm not at currently. Mm-hmm. So rolling that over just to an IRA is is one move you could do. It won't help with the debt payoff, but it will help with your investing uh, overall picture. Mm-hmm. Okay, so not to put it with the new 457 government program that I have. No, I would keep it separate and just okay. a traditional IRA. Yeah, so that you're not paying taxes. And then, uh, how much debt do you have, LJ? Uh, about thirty three thousand. Okay. And how much do you make a Not year? My mortgage. Um, me and the wife combined make about 90. Okay, Good. that's great. Look, you can be out of this yeah. debt in a year. I mean, if you were, if you guys decided, hey, we're going to live on 60,000, you're out in 12 months. And that's not, that's okay. not including extra side hustles, which you could easily decide to pick up. Right. So what do you think about that? That actually sounds really good. <laughs> That'd does, be awesome to get out of all this debt. Do, does it seem possible? Like when I said that, did you go, oh, yeah, we can do that? Or was that like, oh, you're right, Jade. What did you think? Well, I, I it, it sounds great. Um, I just thought it would take more like two or three years. No, I. the good news is you can do this really quickly. I mean, just looking at the numbers and like I said, you guys cutting down your lifestyle, which is going to take you guys getting on a budget, which are you already on a budget? Uh, a loose one. A loose one. What are you using? Is it 
what are you using currently? Uh, we just run our numbers through a, you know, like Excel spreadsheets. Yeah. Well, I want to get you guys hooked up with Every Dollar because it is the best budgeting app that is out there. And it'll help you get a really, really clear picture on what your numbers are every single month. And it'll help you set those goals. You can really get in there and see like to the date when you're going to be done paying off your debt and you get to adjust that money and adjust those payments in order to get it done either faster or push it down a little bit. So that's our gift to you today. Look, I'm really proud of you. That's a really, really great call. Thank you so much for the call, LJ. Look, you can do it. And I think a lot of people, Rachel, do think that, oh, I can get out of debt, but it's going to take me all these years in the future. Yeah. But then when they really start crunching the numbers, they're like, hey, I can do this even faster than I what I once yep. thought I could. Exactly. All right, let's go to Kevin. He's in Houston, Texas. What's going on, Kevin? Let's make it a quick one. Hey, how you doing? Doing good. How are uh, you? Pleasure to finally talk to you guys. You too. So I'll make it short and simple. Um, I just paid off like $10,000 in credit card debt. Mm-hmm. I'm on baby step number two. Good for nice. you. So my next uh, loan to attack is my truck loan. Okay. And it's my only thing I have left, but it's a high one. It's around $83,000 left. Whoa. It used to be ninety four. It used to be ninety four thousand, but now it's at eighty three because I make extra payments. What kind of month. truck is this? This is a souped up Ford F two fifty Lariat. Is it for work purposes? Uh, no, it's just pure luxury. I'm one of those that just has the truck for luxury. I don't pull nothing. How much do you make it's a year, Kevin? I would wanted. Um, I make about fourteen thousand a month. Okay. Yeah, give or take. Like sometimes it could be 10, 12, 14, yeah. depending on how much I want to work. I'm like, selling it. Yeah. I'm selling it. I would. Kevin, $83,000 in a truck That's that has yeah, debt that's going down in value that you're paying interest on? Wow. Yeah. It, it took me like a while to get it because it was like I had to pre order it. I believe it. it. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. And uh, so I do want to add it to the to debt snowball, but I just, I'm trying to figure out how to go about it. If I should just pay more every month or just save up one giant but wait, sum and just pay No, it no. You want to be paying on it. Yes. As you, as you get extra cash flow, you're throwing it at the truck. But we would, I mean, I would run the numbers, Kevin. I would Kelly Blue Book it, run a scenario, look on Craigslist, look at, you know, local dealerships for other trucks. And just for a, for a second, just think, oh my gosh, because how much is your payment? It's about 1700 a month. Oh, Lord. Sell it. <laughs> Kevin, 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 run the numbers. Okay. Go to RamseySolutions.com and pull up our investment calculator. If you invested $1,700 a month, if you invested that, Kevin, do you know how much money you would have? I wish I had my computer on. Oh I would gosh. do it right now. I'm a skeleton. Kevin, we're back. I'm dead. I am just... I, wow. And do you have other debt besides this, or is this going to be it? This is it. This is really my only payment I have a month is because um, all my other expenses are paid for. So Wow. Kevin. Have to worry about. Rachel, yeah. you keep the conversation here. going. I'll do the investment I'm, calculator. Hey, you got to go. We got like 30, we got 30 seconds. Okay. I would... I mean, Kevin, I, I'm not going to sit here and like convince you. You're you're a grown man. You can do what you want. But but our biggest goal is that we want your money working for you, not against you. There are so much of your income and heart. You you make incredible money. I mean, if 150 to 160 a year. 
that actually you'll be building wealth for your family. You could actually be changing your legacy and building your wealth with this versus sending it to uh, where Ford Motor Company or wherever it is going, right? So so there's, there's power in letting your money work for you versus it working for a car dealership. And that's what you're doing right now with this truck. Wow. If you did, sell it. If you did $1,700 a month, two, $2,225 after 25 years. 25 years, you could have $2 million. This is The Ramsey Show. If current times have shown us anything, it's that the least expected events can and will happen and we have to deal with it. That's why everyone who has a family counting on them needs term life insurance. For over 25 years, the only insurance company I've recommended is Xander Insurance. Not only because they search all of the top term life plans to find you the best rates, but over the years, they have constantly changed and updated their systems to make the whole process simpler and easier to get the protection needed. You can now apply with a completely touchless experience with everything being done either over the phone or the internet. They also have plans with super competitive rates that don't require an exam, allowing you to skip a step and get the coverage you need faster. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Great rates and a simple process mean there's no excuse to not get this done, people. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw, joined by Rachel Cruz. Give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. We'd be happy to hear from you. We'll go straight to the phone lines where we've got Caleb in North Carolina. What's going on, Caleb? Um, hi. So my question is, so I work with my dad after I'm done with school, like two or three times a week. Uh-huh. And I make like... $80 a week, and I want to know what I can do with my money right now to set up myself for my future. My wow. goodness, Caleb, how old are you? I'm 12. Wow, that's so impressive. What kind of work do you do with your dad? We go to people's houses and fix like washers, dishwashers, refrigerators, and like microwaves and stuff like that. Wow. Caleb, let me tell you, not just the money you earn is helpful, but knowing how to do all of that okay. later in life in about 10 years, <laughs> I know, right? You, people will be very thankful to be your friends mm-hmm. because you not not a lot of people know how to fix all that stuff, Caleb. So I love that you're even learning that that trade now. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Amazing. Well, uh, I would I would love to hear what Jade would say about this because mm-hmm. we both have kids, mm-hmm. Caleb. So we think about this a lot for our kids, but the fact that you're earning money like this, I think is fantastic. So I think the first conversation I would have looking to the future, the next, the big purchase you'll probably have in your future is a car when you turn 16. Mm -hmm. So I'd ask your parents what their plan is for that. If they have, um, if they were thinking about, you know, if they would have the money that they were going to plan on maybe buying you a used car, or if they were going to expect you to maybe pay for that, or maybe they would match what you save. But I would I would probably have a conversation first and foremost about a car, which seems kind of far away. I know you're 12 and 16 seems yeah. far, but there's really, um, besides just buying some things that you may just want for fun, uh, I think working towards a big purchase is a really great goal at your age. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with that. Yeah, I, I use every dollar and I have my um, financial plan for um, December. This guy. I'm gonna put 80% of my stuff into um, 80% of my money into savings, and then 10% into tithes and 10% into fund money. 
Wow. Good for you. Caleb, so what do you spend money on right now as a 12-year-old? What are things that are fun for you to spend money on? Well, to be honest, I I like... I like going, I like, I spend it on video games, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Hey, <laughs> that's great. That's great. That's great. Good for you, Caleb. Wow. Very impressive. And your parents, look, when you get off the phone, give your parents a big hug because they have really taught you well. And for those listening, he is doing right. Like you do three things with money. You can give it, save it, or spend it. So he's decided to save 80%, which is a lot. That's a lot. Great. That's that's great. And then you're giving 10% and spending 10%. And in your case, yeah, I think spending on video games sounds wonderful. (laughs) I don't have anything to add to this, Caleb. I just want to say thank you for your call. You're doing such a good job. Come over to my house and fix the dishwasher. You know what I'm saying? Or be a co-host here and help some people (laughs) out because you're doing real good for 12 years old. Wow. I know. That's right. Shout out to the parents. I know. Well done. So great. Thanks for calling, Caleb. Thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. Let's go to Lauren in Dallas, Texas. What's going on in your world, Lauren? Hi. So my mother-in-law lives with us. Um, She's going to be moving out in June when our lease is up. Um, our rent is twenty four hundred, and she pays eight hundred of that. So I'm getting a raise in January, which will increase our income about five fifty a month. Um, my question is, since we're kind of paycheck to paycheck right now, um, should we use the raise to save for a security deposit and moving expenses and move somewhere less less expensive in June, or should we use the um, the raise to pay off debt until? The lease is up and then stay in our current home come June. Hmm. The lease is up in June. Um, How much do you guys make a month? Um, currently about 106. Um, with my raise, we'll be up to about 115. But A year? Yes. Okay. Okay. And what do you take home each month? Like, what do you see when you take home your check each month? Um, about... Hmm, 55. 55. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Um, how much debt do you guys have? <laughs> Quite a bit. Um, with cars, credit cards, uh, medical debt, student loans, um, all that, we're at about 100. Okay. Okay, 100,000. And you said it's cars, medical debt, credit cards, just kind of normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, with your current um, income, yeah, twenty four hundred dollars a month for rent. I mean, that's that's bumping up to close to half your your income. So, uh, I yeah, it, that this is too of an expensive place, Lauren. That where you guys currently mm-hmm. are. Um, so, if your lease is up in June, I mean, you probably can't. I don't know if you can break the lease or what. If you can move out sooner, but um, I would work towards looking for a new place in June. Uh, especially since your mother-in-law is not going to be living with you guys. Um, yep. Find the the cheapest place that you can. And mm-hmm. then um, from there, start working the debt snowball. But between now and then I would, st- I would, I would start the debt snowball though, Lauren, I would, I would find that. What's, what is your smallest debt out of um, everything you listed? Probably a credit card. Okay. Which is how much, probably. how much do you owe on that? Uh, 2000. Okay. okay. So yeah, I would make it a goal, you know, to start chipping that away and, and, um, working extra, and I guess is the one fifteen a year include you and you and your husband's income. Yes. Okay. So yeah, I I mean, you have a yeah. I mean, you're you're making 
good money, but you also have a good amount of debt, 100 yeah. k So I'm going to say that there's probably going to be a season of side hustles and mm-hmm. earning some extra yeah. income. Do you guys have kids? Yeah, we have three. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, so yeah, so that's always a tricky thing to navigate. And Jade, I know you and Sam did that with kids too. And so like it just, that adds a dynamic that's very real. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That makes it difficult. But I think for you guys to be as focused as possible and map this out, but I, I sadly, Lauren, I don't, I, I can't in good faith tell you to stay where you are when half of your income is going to yeah. be going to this rent because it's just, it's you guys will not be able to get traction of no. paying off this debt. No, definitely not. I yeah. look, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, have you priced out some cheaper apartments in your area? Yeah, we're currently we have two dogs also, so we're in a house right now. So I feel like we need to stay in a house just because we're a family of five with two dogs. And yeah, it's a little chaotic in an apartment. I can imagine so. Um, we're kind of on the outskirts of mm-hmm. Dallas where it's cheaper, but I'm not sure kind of what we what we can find that's going to fit us um, mm-hmm. that's going to be cheaper. Yeah, you gotta find, you're definitely going to need to find something. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it goes one or two ways. You either see your income going up substantially, like 25% more to where this knocks down yeah. to where it's supposed to be, or you find an apartment or a home to rent that's 25% less. Yeah, and Lauren, and remember, this is just for, this is temporary, which I, I, I know oh. it's like, it sounds, it sounds, it's easy on our side of the desk to be mm-hmm. like, go find another place to move. And you're thinking of all the logistics and sure. uprooting your family. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know it's a lot. Cool. I know. It, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is, it's a lot. So there's either going to have to be what Jade said, substantial income raises that you guys are just working extra but I don't want you to do that to have to float a necessary payment like rent, right? Like if you're doing that mm-hmm. to pay off debt, that's a seasonal thing. But I don't want your lifestyle currently where you guys, you, you just can't afford where you live. Mm-hmm. And so I think that there is yeah. going to have to be some really hard conversations. And and it's kind of one of those things, Lauren, you know, choosing your hard. And we yeah. talk about this a lot. Like where you are now currently with money is hard, mm-hmm. right? You're feeling the stress. Yeah. You're feeling like, oh my gosh, we have so much debt. I, I'm str- I don't like this. Like that's hard. It's also mm-hmm. hard to move and to downsize and yeah. to make some tough decisions with schools and the logistics of your family. That's not fun. That's hard. But at least at the end of that hard, there's a level of peace that comes because you can actually breathe and get some control where this hard that you're in, if you just stay where you are, literally physically in that house, but also where you are financially, it's going to continue to have this hard. Mm-hmm. And I would choose the latter, the latter hard. I would too, because like you said that intensity that you put in that's not supposed to be your the way your life is lived right right like you'll just yeah everything you do is like i'm just working to live you know i'm just working to do this house payment and then you're gonna hate your house because oh it's taking you away from your kids exactly yeah it does it's a burden not a blessing that we talk about a lot on this show that's right this is the ramsey show fake it till you make it it's popular career advice but it doesn't work for very long If you don't love what you do, you can't fake the enthusiasm and energy you need to win at work. You also can't fake your physical health and energy. Everybody knows we should eat more fruits and veggies, but fruit chews and veggie tips don't count. If you aren't winning physically, I promise you're limiting your opportunities to win professionally. Folks, I know you're going hard right now to pay off debt and get ahead professionally. You need another gear, and that's why Balance of Nature will help you. They help me. They give me the benefits of fresh, whole fruits and veggies in just seconds. The blend of 31 different fruits and veggies is powdered 
in an advanced process that locks in the nutrients. So go to balanceofnature.com and enter the promo code RAMSEY to get 35% off your first order and lock in a lifetime price as a preferred customer. That's balanceofnature.com with the promo code RAMSEY for 35% off your first order. What's going on, friends? You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I am your host this hour, Jade Warshaw, joined along with best-selling author and author of the new book i'm glad for what i have yes yes love it right rachel cruz is sitting next to me today and we're taking your calls about your life and your money so give us a call the number is 888-825-5225 and i have to tell you guys um it's always an exciting day when someone pops into the office and is like jade have you seen this latest video on tiktok and i'm always like no i haven't because i don't hang out on tiktok but i'm always very entertained on what they bring and so today there was a video that came across rachel and i was like this is crazy you haven't seen it yet no i have not but i thought it would be cool and james was like hey we need to watch this and we need to see you guys's reaction to it so go ahead and give it a whirl i feel like My husband and I are doing everything right. We both have good jobs. I'm a nurse. I'm a registered nurse. I work full-time. He works full-time. We just got paid this past Friday, right? We paid the mortgage. (laughs) Bought some groceries. Put some gas in the car. And guys, it is Tuesday. And we have like two or three hundred dollars to last us until next Friday. Like... We don't live in a big house. We we live in a little ranch. It's 1,100 square feet, three bedrooms, one bath, us and our two kids. I'm so stressed out. This isn't how it's supposed to be. You know, growing up, we were told, go to college, get a degree, work to support your family. Here we are. Did that. Now what? Now what? Wow. Man, listen, you should know that we did edit it down that that video quite a bit because it was pretty long. Okay, and she's emotional the entire time. And she also does mention Rachel that she works full time as a registered nurse. Her husband works full time as well and does side work. They have two kids is what she says. And she says in the video that we just got paid on Friday. Mm hmm. Paid the mortgage. Yeah, just mortgage, gas, and groceries. And now to only have two to $300, that's like the... Yeah. That's crazy. Look, I have my take on it. You tell me yours. Whoa, okay. Um, my knee jerk is, I feel like we get callers like this a lot. I do. I mean, yes. I feel like the state of money is not always pretty. And it's, and it's really stressful. Mm-hmm. And even when you do, you know, we even talk to people on Baby Steps 4 through 6... And they're like, oh, my gosh, it still kind of feels tight because, mm-hmm. like, we're having the fun kids. You know, and all of that is mm-hmm. is is real. But they're not at a breaking point mm-hmm. at which she is at. So my natural reaction is how much is the mortgage? Yeah. How much are you guys making mm-hmm. a month? What other debt? So you just got paid. Yes. And you only have three to it. So that means that because they only really if they really only did groceries, gas and mortgage. That means, yes, there's a ratio. Yeah, that could be off somewhere. Yes. And and if you only have two to three hundred dollars left in your account, that means the other paycheck you got 15 days ago is mm-hmm. gone too. what is that going to? Are there other payments? You know what I mean? Like 
as it starts to decrease that much. Well, let's look at this in a real way. Okay, so let's say she got paid on the 30th, which is like the first for most people. Okay, and if they paid their whole mortgage, that's most people's biggest bill. So that's gone. And then if they spent half their grocery money, half their gas money, then I'm like, okay, the next check is if they've got two kids, we don't know how old they are. Let's say they're in daycare age. Maybe the next biggest chunk goes to daycare, then the other half goes to gas, other half goes to groceries. My question still is, if you can only pay three things, then there's something ratio. There's a ratio that's off. Yes. Like we say 25% for housing. Mm-hmm. But also I would want to know what, where, where else is that? Right. So like where did the 15th paycheck from the month before? Yes. Where is that all going? Yes. Is there payments? Two car payments sitting in the driveway. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I want to know so many other things. I mean, she's, she <laughs> says, "Quote: We did every. We've done everything right." Which I feel because that yeah. is that is a sentiment. What she mm-hmm. said is, yes. "You're told go to college." In fact, when I went to school, you know, which was 15 years ago, it, it, there was no even talk of uh, of hey, let's look at price tags. It was really yeah. go where you can get in. Mm-hmm. You go. And you'll get a great job. Yes. Working 40 hours a week. Yes. Everything's going to be fine. Right. And she says, I don't know if it was in this video because I've seen both versions. Does, did she say that she's going to school full time too? No. She's going to. Okay. okay. So that wasn't in the clip, guys. She's going to school full time as well. Which is a big expense. So here's my take. Here's this is just me. She says, okay, I'm working full time, going to school full time. Papa's working full time. He's got a second job plus two kids. Forget finances. I'm just crying every day anyway. Because that's just a <laughs> lot. Know. Like, let's be honest, that's just a lot I'm in already life. Overwhelmed. The number that, of hours in a day. <laughs> so part of me also feels like there could be a piece of this that's like, if she's going to school full stress time. Is somewhere else too. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm like, it stress will make everything seem worse. Yes. Right. And yes. when you feel stretched on your time, it makes everything harder. Like those $300 that they have all of a sudden just feels like even less, right? Because like, I don't want to cook tonight. And I don't want like, there's a lot that feeds into that. And so part of me just wonders, well, I have two thoughts. A, I'm like, are you paying your way through school? That's a big piece of the budget. Or are you going into debt for school? Mm -hmm. That not only adds to debt, but also stress. So I just see a real domino effect that seems to be taking place. And part of me wonders, okay, do you guys need to pull back in some way? Maybe you need to wait on school. Do you know, is it going to ROI the money you think it's going to ROI? Like there's so many things. Listen, when I'll at say the this, end of the day, yeah. she needs to call us. Oh, and we lo- need to help her honestly, with her budget. <laughs> well, and, and I'm like, maybe it's just because we're on the Ramsey show watching this, but I automatically wouldn't be like, how much are the car payments? How much yeah. are the debt? Like, because that's always our thing. But Jade, and, and again, this may not be her situation, but statistically speaking, could easily fall into this scenario where there's two $600 car payments in the driveway and that's $1,200 that's gone every single month out of a paycheck. So like there are real things that could be happening behind the scenes numbers wise that could actually free her up. I believe there are. I would want want to know. Yeah, because if you're a registered nurse, you're making great money. And if your husband's working full time and on top of that, working a side hustle. um, And if you're in a state where the nurses don't make a lot of money, maybe you need to move. Mm -hmm. Because- that pay changes depending on where you live. Yeah, that's true. And that's so, true. you know, like plenty of people all the time are in jobs where uh, theoretically they should be earning more, but they happen to be in a place where they're just not earning that much. Yeah, yeah. And so in this case, I feel like that could be at play, but I don't think that we heard this part either in this clip, but she also goes on to say, someone needs to do something about this. Like, mm-hmm. and she starts talking about the state of the economy and she does say like, 
you don't like don't comment to me about Trump and don't comment to me about Biden. But this is an economy problem and someone needs to fix it. Maybe if we all band together, some someone will fix this and mm. someone will hear us and come help us. And I'm like, if you're to the point and this is not criticism, by the way, like I'm saying this as a person who is ha I had that same. I've had a moment in my Jeep Liberty with my husband when I told him to pull the car over because this cannot go on any further. And I like seeing her cry through tears like I know what that is. Yes. yes. And I, I felt that. But at the same time, you can either look at that as a moment of someone come help us. Someone needs to do something or go. What are, yeah. I need to do something. I can't keep living like this. My husband and I have to change like. Where is that side of it? Yep, yep. Because that's the complete flip of the perspective. That's a great point. That's a great point. You know, because yes. I, I'm not like I'm not trying to be ugly or you know incompassionate, but the fact is, probably no one's going to knock on your door and go, "I'm here to save you." Yep. Like no one's going to do that. The government, look, they're just going to keep on ticking yep. and keep yep. on. And I don't want you to keep living like that. So my guess is there's probably not a real budget in place. Because when there is a real budget, you can see, like you said, if those ratios are off, mm -hmm. if you're like, wow, we're paying 50% for this 1100 square house, you yeah, know, yeah. that's too much. Like you, you, you'll be able to see those numbers. So, yeah. And I think you're right that the idea that you have to advocate for yourself, no one is going to come save you. And that's true with your health, with your, I mean, like all mm -hmm. these areas of life, not just money, mm -hmm. but you do get to a point as a grown up where you're like, oh my gosh, I felt this with my kids. Like at the doctor or something i'm like oh there's no one else. like it's me it's yeah. me that's having to do this right so like there's a moment where you have to be the advocate for yourself and your advocate for change and it's hard but 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 what she's feeling a lot of people feel because it has been a hard year you guys it's been a hard year but we also want to look at the numbers this show is sponsored by better help hey it's dr john deloney and one of the most common questions i get is how to get something off your chest a deep secret you've never told anyone, or maybe something that happened to you, something you've done that you're worried about because bringing it to light will disrupt your life, anything. I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's hard to know where to start when it comes to talking about scary, dark things. Therapy can be a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've personally been blessed to have a great therapist who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's flexible because it's online, so you can suit it to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw. This is Rachel Cruz, and we are taking your calls all hour. Give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. We'd be happy to hear from you. Let's go straight to the phone lines where we've got Diana from New York. New York. What's going on, Diana? <laughs> Hi, ladies. I'm, uh, I'm well. I'm just outside of New York. I'm in Connecticut. And... Um, I am calling because my husband and I, we've been married 11 years, we have three amazing kids, and uh, we are struggling. Um, when we first got married, um, we, my husband really struggled. Um, he was laid off from a job uh, just before our wedding, and um, 
we, uh, it was unexpected. We were given the choice when we had a wedding. Um, I have super savvy, money savvy parents, and um, I just kind of thought that, uh, you know, the lifestyle would somehow continue. And uh, we were keeping up with the Joneses, and we chose the wedding over the down payment for the house. We were paying, um, you know, uh, higher rents, and it put us in a position where um, we made very bad decisions with credit cards. And we've honestly been struggling uh, just ever since. Um, Income-wise, we're in a good place right now. Um, but uh, we had two kids um, 11 months apart um, oh, wow. within the year of getting married. And now we have wow. a little girl that's just about to turn four. Um, but we still have that credit card debt from like, uh, you know, six, seven years ago. Um, and uh, we're in debt and we're living paycheck to paycheck. No matter how much we make, it just never seems to be enough. And um, I just really want to get smart with our money. And um, I just feel like we're in this big hole and we can't get out of it because of our past. Mm -hmm. And um, we have about uh, $65,000 total worth of debt. And um, we don't even touch 45000 of that. And because we have poor credit, um, you know, we pay high interest rates for um, our cars and, mm -hmm. you know, have all along. And we were just finally on the path to home ownership. And uh, two months, two years ago, two months before we closed on our house, my husband was laid off again. Mm. Um, and fortunately, we never missed a beat, a paycheck. He was uh, reemployed within two months okay. um, and ended up income-wise getting more. But um, at that point, we had no choice. We were going to lose the house. Yeah. So my mom, mm. fortunately, stepped in and took on the mortgage for us. Oh. Um, but uh, So you're but, in the house um, now? We are in the house now. And who's we paying pay the for mortgage. it now? Yeah, we are. We're safe. Okay. Um, like I said, my parents, fortunately, um, are. What is the mortgage? Opposite of me. <laughs> can I get a few? Can I get a few particulars from you? What? Sure. Okay. How, how much are you guys with? Yeah, um, go ahead. Yeah, how much are you guys making a year? Um, my husband makes about one twenty-five, and I make about twenty-five, and then we each have a, a few occasional side hustles, but um, they're seasonal. So per month, we bring in anywhere between ninety-six and ninety-six hundred and twenty. I would say, um, I'm sorry, ninety-six hundred and ten thousand five hundred a month. Okay, and can you go through and list out each debt that you have that totals up to sixty-five thousand? We have about 45000 in personal loan. Um, we have 14000 on a car. Um, fortunately, fortunately, we were able to, before we um, purchased our home, we got rid of his car because he went fully remote during the pandemic. Okay. Um, and so we're a one-car family now. Okay. I did get into, a, unfortunately, a car accident. Um, and so the car that was paid off uh, was totaled. Um, we probably made a mistake by... Um, you know, buying a car worth more than what we had, mm -hmm. but uh, we've got fourteen thousand in a car loan remaining, um, and we put about uh, twenty thousand down when we bought the car two years ago. Okay, what other what other debt? So we've got the forty five thousand personal loan, fourteen thousand on a car. Yeah, and then um, about five thousand, um, I would say, in uh, credit card debt, five, and probably about four thousand in medical. Okay, so. You've got a really good income. This is good. Um, the $65,000 of debt 
And the one thing I also want to ask you is a, your mortgage payment. I wanted to know how much your mortgage payment is every month. It's twenty five hundred. Okay, not not a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I mean, after we pay our bills, I mean, it just seems like every month, anytime we get ahead, I mean, just like with home oil, you know, once we get a delivery, we have we're back to zero, and um, you know, and plus we have poor credit, so we have nothing to you know float us and. Well, to be honest with you, when I look at your debt, there's nothing on here that I that I go, oh, my gosh, they've got they're drowning in payments like you've got a lot of debt here. But I I also wonder if you guys is spending it is where it's like where where your spending is out of control, because I'm looking I'm like, okay, a four thousand dollar medical debt, five thousand dollars in credit cards. If you're paying minimum payments and you're making ten thousand five hundred a month, that's not what's sinking you. Right. Your fourteen thousand dollar car is not what's sinking you. You yeah, know, does I'm that make sense? The one cause, yeah, I'm definitely the one causing that, and I recognize that. Um, I definitely have a hard time with not keeping up with the Joneses, and, you know, I definitely, um, I'm definitely the spender, and um, I'm definitely the cause of, I think, a lot of that, too. Um, you know, we tend to uh, eat out a lot because we're busy yes. with the kids, uh-huh. and we're working, and, uh Paired with you know trips to Marshalls and Home Goods and oh, see that's and <laughs> that guess. girl that's where the money's going and I'm glad that you <laughs> yeah. recognize that that it's you doing that. The question is, what's going to happen to change that? Because here's the thing: you could pay off all this debt, but if you don't get your spending under control, you're still right. going to spend away all the money that you're supposed to be using to do things like save and invest. And this is going to be an ongoing problem for you, even if you guys manage to pull yourselves out of debt over time. So we've got to get a handle on that. And I'm guessing you're not on any real budget. It's kind of just pay the bills and everything else is up for grabs kind of thing. Yeah, I try a budget, but then, you know, something happens or we need home oil, heating oil, or, you know, um, I have a rare eye condition, I, you know, um, a contact lens tears, and I need a contact lens that weirdly isn't covered by the insurance company. And it's just like one thing after another, it seems. And anytime we get a nest egg, it just seems like something pops up. Okay, well, that's where your budget is going to help you, because if you if you're doing a good budget, You're going through every single dollar and you're assigning it with a purpose and you're choosing like budgets include more things than just rent, mortgage, utilities. It includes things like a trip to the eye doctor or my contact lenses or a miscellaneous category for things that, you know, there's always something that pops up in the month that's like, I didn't know this was coming, but I've got this little, you know, cushion here just in case. And so that's what a good budget boils down to. But I cannot stress it enough. At the end of the day, it's the budget is a tool. It's something that we pick up and then we wield it and use it and follow it or don't follow it, right? The budget right. doesn't do the thing for you. At some point, you do have to be like, I'm a, I'm a grown woman. Like, I'm a grown woman Absolutely. who has the yeah. ability to say yes or say no. And it sounds right. like you're kind of to that point. Yeah, right. and Diana, Absolutely. there's, and you've said it twice on this call, so I'm going to just kind of say what you've said is keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses. Right. I know, you know, like you've said that a few times and... Mm-hmm. um you know, money, we can we can talk about the numbers a lot. And that's what we're good at on the show to help you solve that. But what Jade said earlier was exactly right that until you, Diana, like there's something there's there's something in there with you. And I can say this because I'm a spender and I get it. But I think being able to pinpoint what is it in me that is causing that? What is it? What is the insecurity in me? Because it's not other people's fault, right? They're living that lifestyle. But what we have to realize is you know, comparison will always be in us. I was talking to Dr. John Deloney about this. Like there's a core part of humans that comparison's a real thing. Like even back 
with our ancestors when they had to hunt and they, you know, they had to figure out things like you're constantly, you know, sizing up things in your life and people had to do that for survival. So like that is a part of who we are. We're, we are naturally bent to look around and see. But the problem is, is when we look around and see and suddenly we say, oh my gosh, I want what they have because what they have is going to fulfill something in me deep within me that's that's missing and that's what I have to have. So there's there's some core um, emotional parts of this, Diana, in you specifically and in your story that I would love for you just to dive in. If you hold on, Austin will pick up because I want to give you my book, Know Yourself, Know Your Money and Love Your Life, Not Theirs. It's all about comparison. Mm. Give um, her mine too. Give her mine too. Because they're, oh yes, and money's not a math problem. Jade's quick read. So so this is so true for a lot of people, Diana, but if you can if you can get Diana under control and actually start mapping out a budget, I think you guys are going to see a lot of progress, but it's hard, but you can do it. You can do it. We're pulling for you, Diana. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I am your host today, Jade Warshaw, joined by your other host today, Rachel Cruz, and we are taking your calls. So give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. We would love to hear from you. And I think it's really great, Rachel, that we're both on the show together because the fact of the matter is we both have really great books out at this time. Uh, Rachel, your first kid's book ever, which is so exciting. Yes. I'm glad for what I have is available for pre-order now. That's super exciting. Or order now. It's not pre-order. It's out. Oh, it's out now. Out and about. Girl, out and I'm, about. Read, I'm reading this copy all you're wrong. You're good. No worries. No, you're good. You're good. Yes. Uh, yeah. It launched beginning of November of this past month. So yeah, it's... um. It's been so great. And, and talking to so many parents, you know, talking about contentment with yes. kids is a really important conversation to have. So hopefully this book kind of launches into that conversation. I've really enjoyed on your social seeing everybody like post them I reading know. it to their kids. <laughs> and yes, 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 I love it. Love Thank to see you. it. So if you haven't gotten your copy, get your copy today. It's out there. It's a great Christmas present. Now yours is pre-order. Yes, mine's still on pre-order until when December it? 5th. Okay, it's coming soon. Oh, yes. Jade, I'm so excited for you. And it's really great because if you do order it while it's on pre-order, this the book that I came out with is called Money's Not a Math Problem. And if you order it now, you get three months of every dollar premium for free, which is our budgeting software that we talk about here all the time. And most people are trying to get their money on track for the new year. So this is a great time to pre-order it so that you get every dollar premium with it. So that's that. Order it today. It's 10 bucks. Come on. $10. Love it. Go ahead Love and do it. that. Let's go straight to the phone lines where we've got Brenda in Dallas, Texas. What's going on, Brenda? Hi. Um, yes, my dad, he's in his 80s and I have determined that He's been scammed out of thousands of dollars by a fake publishing company. Shoot. Um, and so I recently uh, persuaded him that it's a scam, uh, I, but I still feel like he's very vulnerable because they'll just keep calling and keep calling with a new scam and all of those things. Well, a year ago, he um, got a call out of the blue to republish one of his books. And so they asked for money up front. And since then, they've just... They, they've even withdrawn without permission from his account once they got his account number. Oh, wow. So how much money are we talking? Like um, Right now, it's almost 20000 Oh, wow. Brenda, do you guys have um, contact information for these people? I mean, like this is, they're stealing money. It's This is illegal. Have you contacted the police? Um, no, I haven't really known what road to go down legally. What I have been doing is 
uh, like uh, we canceled his cards and got new cards, Good. and we put in fraud information with the with the bank. Mm-hmm. And um, he recently agreed to add me to his bank account. Um, you know, I mean, he he wants to leave a legacy for his family, and he's written these books, and they're wonderful books, Christian teaching books, and um, it's just hard for him. He's, you know, he's not a child that I can tell what to do. He's a, a grown adult, and I don't want to take away um, that, but he's very vulnerable. He's easy to persuade, and mm-hmm. they just keep calling with different tactics. Wow. So, so I guess my question really is because um, he's written another book and they want and he didn't tell them, fortunately, but it you know it's ready to go and be published again. And he's basically told me, "Can you find me a safe place where I can publish this book?" And in some respects, I want to just shut the door and say, "Don't do that anymore." But writing is his his outlet well sure and when you say publishing when you're saying publishing brenda do you mean just printing copies of the book printing copies of the book and like making it available on amazon Mm -hmm. you know yeah i mean that would probably check all the boxes for him okay yeah and all of that's not like crazy inexpensive i mean it's not crazy expensive yeah yeah, yeah. you could you could do that i mean it'll take some you know some work on your end brenda to help find a printer and all of that but if that's his wishes, yeah, he doesn't need to be going through a third party unless you think like, oh my gosh, it's like C.S. Lewis stuff or whatever that sure. like he actually could get signed to a public, a, a, a legit publisher and do this. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's really what, what he wants to do necessarily. Well, and um, I don't think I would trust it at this point. Yeah, no, 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 no. I know, I know. So, so yeah, I think you guys need to print, yeah, some some copies and have a few boxes mm-hmm. to give to the grandkids. I think you can probably put it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, we do that kind of stuff here at Ramsey. Well, yeah, and the main thing that he's asked me is, you know, um, can you find me somebody that can be kind of like my agent? And and in respect to that, I feel like if he had somebody that he knew was a legitimate, trustworthy publisher, then he would be less likely to fall into the trap of those that are untrustworthy and pursuing him constantly. Um, thought about getting him to change his phone number and everything, but um, what if he got yeah. around? It kind of sounds like he's trying to do a lot of this in a vacuum. What if he got around some clubs, like, and started uh, getting to know a group of writers to where everybody's kind of looking at each other's stuff and everybody's kind of sharing contact information, and it's a little bit more of a trusted environment where it's like, have you used this guy? Yeah, I've used this guy. Like, how, you know, how did you get your book on Amazon? This is how I did it, and it kind of did a community approach as opposed to I'm just like going down the yellow pages and I'm going to pick a publisher and I'm going to like, that does feel very, you don't know well, what you're going to get. And he's 80 years old, Brenda. I mean, what's your, do you like, like, what do you think his, his motivation? Like, what do you think this is in him? Has he always wanted to do well, this? It's not to crush his dreams. There's uh-huh. also a reality that you're 80 and right. you know this what I mean? This may not be your big break. Right. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't understand if there's a unhealthy part of him trying to be somebody is there anything like that or is it just genuinely he loves what he's writing about and he wants it available for people to read right like i'm like Mm -hmm. i I wonder what his motivation is in all of it well and his first book that he wrote is a kind of a teaching book on christian um foundations and um the driving point 
behind creating the book was to use it in a church setting. And he did use that for years. And at some point he wanted to take that material and put it together in a book form. And I think his desire now comes from all that happened with that years ago. And so now he's written another book that's similar to that and yet another one. Mm-hmm. Um, and he lost his wife, um, my mom in January and, uh, mm-hmm. he just really needs something. Yeah. A great to outlet. Grab onto yeah. So to I give him focus. Yeah. So what I would do, Brenda, if I were you is I would sit down with him and say, Hey dad, listen, here's what's happened. You have been scammed out of almost $20,000. We can't keep doing this. It's not wise dad. So any big money decision that's happening, anytime you want to spend money, will you just run it by me? I just want to talk through it, make sure that I can maybe like run course for some of this, uh, to be yeah. able to help you because I want you to to you know if you have this dream and have this content that you want published and and out into the world like we can get that done like we can do that we also need realistic expectations of mm-hmm. what things are in life and we don't want your legacy to go down the drain financially by making bad mistakes and so we I want to I want to honor you in that and help you in that as your daughter but also let's be wise in any big financial decision dad like let let team up with me and let's talk it through together. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw, your co-host today, joined by Rachel Cruz, your other co-host for today. Give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. And if you are into Spotify, you probably received your like annual Spotify wrapped results which is pretty cool um where it'll just basically tell you like what the top things you listen to if you're you're into podcasts it'll tell you the top podcasts you listen to on their platform and it's been really cool because since those results are in um we've noticed that we're number one on a lot of people's charts which is really really cool so we want to know if the ramsey show um, made your Spotify wrapped list. And if it did, let us know. That would be so great. Share your Spotify wrapped results and tag us on social for a chance to hear your name mentioned on the show. That's so cool. And a lot of you, I know, Rachel, I've seen you repost some. Yeah, I reposted some. Yeah. And so here are some of the And user- you're on the like main image. There we could have three people. And so it's Dave, Jade, and George, right? Look, luckily they got it. my good side. I'm so excited. It's a great picture. <laughs> here are some of the usernames of people who have shared uh, that we were in their top podcast. Um, so hopefully I get these right, guys. Okay, we have Nicole M. Nicole M. Litched. That's her username. Um, this one is Jade Petta Broadbent. There you go. No relation to myself. Um, Blake Permenter, Aaliyah, Aaliyah Fitz, uh, Chrissy underscore 305, Katie Irene 183, which some people might remember her on the show from being the horse girl that George <laughs> said she had to sell her horse. Um, Allie Kins. Um, I'm going to try this one, but it's not going to be good. Toxic Kitty. Toxic Kitty. Looks I don't like the sound rap. of that. <laughs> then we got here Morgan Roarer. Love it. Guys, keep sharing your playlist. Mm. We will say your names on the live radio podcast and hopefully we'll say them right. So if I didn't get it right, Please believe me, I tried. Still share them with us, whether it's, you know, in the comments or, you know, the little paper airplane on Instagram. We'd love to see that. All right, Rachel, should we go to the phone lines? Yes. Let's, let's do, do it. it. We got Jake in Cincinnati, Ohio. How can we help, Jake? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, follow the baby steps. Everything's great. For people that are listening the first time, they definitely do work. So follow them, of course. Love it. Um, 
question about, I'm a school teacher, so um, we're at the point now where we're looking at the investing of the baby steps, and 14% of my income goes straight into like our school's pension plan. We don't really have a choice through the state. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if the advice changes to people like me that don't really get to control that. Do I just do an extra 1% outside of that or what your guys' advice would be? Yeah. So with a pension, we usually say that you want to take that percentage and just cut it in half. So 50%, okay. so 7% of it's fine. I would then fund my own 7% because the, the thing with a pension is you don't have really a choice on where that money's invested. And the powerful thing about retirement investing, yeah, is that you have the ability to look and to choose the mutual funds and all of that. So we want more of that on your side. So Jake, yeah, with your, um, that 14%, yeah, I would drop it, you know, in your head, 7%. So that means okay. you'll have 8% that you're going to want to invest to get to that 15% in retirement. So that's, yeah. that's what I would do. Does that make sense for you, Jake? Yeah, perfect. Just 8% into a Roth IRA, max it out, and yep. that's right. follow the yep. steps from there. It's perfect. That's right. Yeah. Great job, Jake. Awesome. Well awesome. done. Well Thank done. you so much for the call. All right, let's move it on along. We've got Andy, who's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. What's going on, Andy? Thank you very much for taking my call. I'm, uh, I'm calling today for some advice, help with my 25-year-old daughter, who uh, a year ago had $30,000 in the bank and her own business, but she walked away from that and went to another state to join a fellow that she had met up with. And, uh, unfortunately two weeks ago, she came back home. Uh, the, the relationship went poorly. She's down to $1,500 to her name. Um, she has broken a lease at an apartment, which she's going to owe 6,000 for and a credit card that she has 6,500 balance on both in her name only because he had horrible credit. Oh, but oh those no. we're just going to deal with. We're just going to deal with those. Yeah, he talked her into putting everything in her name Mm. alone. Um, The worst one is at age 25, a major car company gave them a car loan. Uh, They bought a car for $66,000. They ran it up to $80,000 by adding on warranties, et cetera, et cetera. They borrowed about $70,000 from this car, again, in her name only, and she's stuck with this thing. She doesn't have the money she can't uh, take the apartment on her own. She can't own this car on her own. She simply doesn't have the wherewithal. It's an 84 month loan at 9.59%. And the total I'm amount is 80,000. It was purchased for 80. There's a 70 owing on it. And unfortunately I booked it and the Kelly blue book on the car is about 35 to 40 as a private party. Ooh. So yeah, horribly upside down. As her dad, I'm saying, look, take your lumps, pay the apartment, pay the credit card, but let's turn this car back into the bank and just take the hit on your credit report. You'll like a voluntary repossession. Is that what you're suggesting? That's that's what I'm thinking. It'll be one event, not many, and she can explain it and she'll just have to live it down. But there's no earthly way she can even sell the car for Kelly Blue Book value. And then make up the difference. She, like I said, a year ago she had thirty thousand dollars, and now she's down to well, fifteen hundred. Before we do a voluntary repossession, because that that is an atom bomb. Like, let's be honest about that. That's that's going to follow her around in a similar way that even a bankruptcy would for quite mm-hmm. a while. So seventy thousand. I mean, the other debt that she has, the six thousand dollar lease thing, the sixty five hundred credit cards. That's not like 
something she can't easily overcome. And the $70,000 car is a lot. And there may be some other options there. But let's talk about her income because I know she got out of, of this relationship, but she's still able to earn an income. So what what does that look like for her? What's her profession? Like, can we get some numbers in that right. in that area? So a year ago, she had her own business doing uh, eyelashes, eyebrows. And <laughs> at one point, she was earning more than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but but she walked away from all of that. And to be perfectly honest, I have no understanding whatsoever how these two are making money. They do. They were doing online um, coaching uh, for okay. tra- for physical training and f- uh, fitness and nutrition, et cetera. But so just like, honest, okay, like influencing it. and stuff. Okay. Right. And uh, I clearly doesn't work. <laughs> okay. So um, she's not earning anything right now. She's not earning anything right now. So Andy, what, um, and where's the guy in all of this? She left town, but is he, so she left. Yeah. So she's come back home now two weeks ago. Um, it was, it, it ended up abusive, both oh. mental and physical. Mm, um, wow, I'm sorry. So there's there's that side of it. Yeah, for sure, uh, which is he's real. In, he's yeah, he's back in the state that sh- that they were in, um, but I heard he's mobile. I don't know. He's gone to the wind. Okay. So, okay. So he's out. Yeah. There's yeah. so there's we're we're starting clean slate without him. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, Andy. I think for her, I think one of the best gifts that you could give her, especially considering what she just walked out of is any level of confidence that she can have back in herself. Because when you're in a relationship like that for, I mean, she was in there for a year, I think you said. I mean, that just, yes. that that tears down who you are as a person. And so yeah. there's something about, this is not the fix all, but for her to go back to something she knows she's good at. So the eyelashes that, you know, everything, the cosmetic stuff that she was doing. Um, if there's a shop, if there's a, um, you know, some some type of business that she doesn't own. I don't mm-hmm. think she's in a place to start her own thing no. that she could go and just start working, you know, even if it's 30 hours a week, but that there's some consistency in earning an income and we're not going to be in a rush. All these numbers are here. We're going to work on, we're going to work through them, but there's part of her building back that dignity and that confidence in who she is. And I think her living with you guys for a bit, I think, is is a really wise thing, um, especially from what she's just come out of. I'm okay with that. I'm 100%. And so, yeah. yeah. So I would say, like Jade said, the the atom bomb of the car repossession, I almost would just try to sell it for that 40000 take that $30,000 hit, mm-hmm. take a, you know, and so she's going to have a loan of that. She's going to have a lot of debt here. Yeah, she's going to get a loan for that difference. Yes. and But then there's going to be some, some years of working through this, but... Obviously, I'd rather be in this situation than where she was. That's right. Um, but there's just some things that she's going to have to really slow walk financially. But I also think it's possible for her. I mean, I really do. I think it's going to be a long road ahead, but I think that there there is a way. Mm. You're a good dad. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? You are listening to The Ramsey Show. Hey, thanks for listening to The Ramsey Show. Um, And if you like this show, we'd always love it if you like, subscribe, and share it with somebody who you think could benefit from it. I'm your host, Jade Warshaw, and I'm joined by Rachel Cruz today as we take your calls. Give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225, and we'll talk about the things that are concerning you, everything that relates to your life and your money. It could be relationships with your kids. It could be your, your career. It could be the holiday season that is upon us, Rachel. And um, I was talking to James during the break because I saw a article that said 
25% of Americans are still paying off Christmas from last year. Oh my gosh. While simultaneously plan on spending more this, this year. This year <laughs> just keeps going, keeps going. And so I find that to be very interesting. So Rachel, I'm going to hit you with a couple of facts. Okay. And I want you to react okay. and let's get into this. So the stats say that on average, Americans are going to spend $875 okay. on Christmas. And that okay. kind of shakes out to a little over 600 on like gifts for like immediate family, mm -hmm. coworkers, then another around 200 on like decorations, like miscellaneous yep. things. And then another hundred on just kind of like random. Okay. Oh, like that guy over there needed a gift kind of thing. Okay. What that, do you think about that number? Uh, It doesn't sound like terrible to me. It doesn't sound, I thought it would be more. Yes. I would have thought at least 1200 in my head. I thought it'd be over a thousand for the average family. Yeah. Like, but with, also, with all of that, that's not just Christmas gifts. This is like the whole holiday season. This is the holiday season. Yeah. And part of me goes, okay, eight seventy five. Couldn't we have like stacked up a little money throughout the year throughout the, uh -huh, to make seven, that happen? I know. That's right. That's right. Think about that, guys. Okay. So then I read this stat: forty eight percent of Americans start shopping before the end of October. So, oh wow, people get started early. And I'm like, okay, like that spreads it out a little bit. Right. Through at least three months. Yeah. But they're putting it on credit cards. Yes. It's going into going on to debt. Okay. So this is the kicker. Here's the kicker. 60, 61% of people have said, and this is very current, like as of October, 61% of people have said, hey, we're living paycheck to paycheck. Um, four out of 10 people are saying, man, we are worse off this year than we were last year. So basically they're saying life is hard right now. Finances are hard right now. But when asked, they still plan on spending more <laughs> this year than last year. That for me. And I'm like, wait a minute, What's wait happening? a minute. What's happening? And then they come through with the stat that says 74% of Americans say they feel stressed about their money. Right. I'm That's like, it. what is happening? You're making this choice. Yes. Oh my gosh. See, that's what's funny is I'm like, and it's such a human behavior mm -hmm. thing that it's like, once you have your mind set to something, you're like, oh, I'm going to do it. Regardless yeah. of what the other numbers are saying, I'm going to choose to continue following this plan. And yeah. you're just like, wait, no, no, no. You can stop right now. You can stop and pivot. Well, here's Remember Ross on Friends with the Count. Pivot. And he's like, pivot. <laughs> we can all pivot our plans. If your numbers are not adding up with this and if you're still paying Christmas from last year. Yeah. Let me tell you what I'm hearing in my heart that I, I know <laughs> that I know someone is saying. I know someone is like, Jade, the year has been so hard. I feel like I can't spend money on anything. You I just feel need like a little joy. I just need a little joy, Rachel. Like I, I can't give up Christmas too. Like I can't. This, this, uh, let me just go hard on Christmas. And then when January 1st comes, I'll get back on track. And please, Rachel, don't take Christmas from me. I got to get my gifts. Come on. I got to get. And what's funny is the gifts. Let's just be honest. Some I'm sure really great sentimental things. Yeah. Probably a lot of crap for the kids that they're going to play with for two days. Mm -hmm. And then they're moving on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. As you pointed out yesterday, Jade. <laughs> Adults don't ship, need gifts. Shipping gifts around to Aunt Rita, who if Aunt Rita at quote jade needs the blender aunt rita can buy the blender that's right <laughs> so it, so really i'm like it's either obligation mm -hmm. uh it's because you just always have done it yeah uh i mean like right there's a lot mm -hmm. of this in play when you could actually say okay let's just stop let's just stop and reassess mm -hmm. 
what's what's really happening? And we can get our kids some things, but it doesn't have to be that much. It doesn't have to be that. What no. would happen if you got like a family gift that yeah. like the whole like a ping pong table, like mm-hmm. something that it's one gift. Like you don't have to spend four and five hundred dollars, but it's one gift that the whole family can truly enjoy. It brings everybody together. Like, what would that look like? Especially if you're in debt and you're really trying, you know, you're still paying off Christmas from 2022. Right. Right. Or beyond. Like, I just feel like there's ways that we can pull back and go like, do we want to stay on this hamster wheel? That's it. Yes. Keep creating debt. And or do we want to just do because really, usually it only takes one year to like put that stake in the sand and be like, all right, this, this year is going to be different. And you can get so much traction yes, from yes. just one time drawing that line and be like, this year we're not doing it. And there's it. something about lived experiences that I think bring us back to what we've always done, right? It's like, it's, um, we know it, we're comfortable with it. It's just what, what we do. And so we just go back into what we do. And to your point, if you change something different this year for Christmas, mm-hmm. like you pull way back or you stop giving gifts out to Aunt Rita, whatever it is, and you live through it, it gets to be February, March, and you think, oh, okay, everyone's okay. Yeah. Everyone's fine. Yes, that's right. We all survived. And I could repeat that again, right? So, like, it's almost like you have to go through the the actual action of it yes. to, to, to assure yourself you're going to be okay. Yeah. And everyone else is going to be okay. That's a word. That's a word, Rachel, because it really is like, it's like a news cycle. Like, yep. when something is really big in the news and it's, like, the only thing anybody's reporting on, and then... Two, three weeks later, it's crickets. You never hear about it again. Yes. And yes. I feel like Christmas is that. Like right now, it's like Christmas. There's only two paychecks till Christmas. And by the way, there is only two paychecks till Christmas. <laughs> and it's like the only thing we can think about. But you're so right. On December 26th, no one cares. I know. It's over. Yep. Yep. December 26th, it's over. And you can go, wow, okay, like that is over now. Like and it didn't honestly, matter. And call me cheesy. But I'm being for real. I'm like, even this past Thanksgiving, I'm like, and I know Thanksgiving doesn't have gifts and all of it, but I'm like, when I look back with my kids, I'm like, the memories we have, we took bikes to an empty parking lot from a high school down the road, rode bikes around the parking lot because Caroline can now ride her bike. Um, You know, we went on a hike. We did puzzles. I forced Mm -hmm. my kids to do puzzles because I'm 80 years old and I love puzzles. So we did like Christmas puzzles. Uh, We watched Home Alone 2. Uh, we saw my family. We had a Friendsgiving. Everyone brought appetizers yes. and stuff. And we all you know, had a great night and played a game. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? I'm like, you look yeah. back and it's like, that's the good life. 100%. It's not all the crap that you clean out of your playroom 18 months later. That's all. Bro- you know what I mean? Like, yes, so that's I do. It. And so there's something to be said. Yes. Stuff is fun. We are not against stuff on this show. Okay. So mm-hmm. like, yes, Santa's going to be bringing a new bike for one of the children. And yes. like, we're going to be having some fun stuff this Christmas. Mm-hmm. But yet, like, what do we all remember? We remember the t- the time spent. And I don't want to seem like a Hallmark movie. But <laughs> she's of it. But it's just true, you guys. It's true. So that is true. Don't go into debt. Like, it, don't. Stop. Just stop. It's unnecessary. Go ride bikes in an empty parking lot with your kids and have an afternoon. And I mean, it, it might be the first time you've ever done that. Because, Rachel, what you're describing, that is a mindset. And it for many, that is a complete mindset shift. Like, I was on a webinar the other day um, about budgeting. And we were talking about, look, if your Christmas budget doesn't allow for it, you may have to cut back. And some of the people in the chat were saying, oh, we're not having Christmas this year. And like, oh, I guess that does it for Christmas this year. I guess we can't have it. And I'm like, because it equals gifts. Because yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's a mindset shift. Because for a lot of people, Christmas is gifts. And we've never had it any other way. We don't know what it looks like to not have a stack 
you know, yeah. everybody posts that stack on Instagram where they're all like stacked up the wall and all the wrapping paper is the same. And I'm like, whose life looks like that? But <laughs> did I tell you my story about this last year? No, did I but say, tell me. We, I did that. Okay, I did that. Okay, I saw everyone posting their pictures. I thought it was sweet. And we were going to bed that Christmas Eve. You know, uh, I think Santa had come and, you know, the Christmas tree was on. It just like, it was a sweet picture for me. And I took a picture and I did put it on Instagram. I just said, happy Christmas, you know, Merry uh-huh. Christmas Eve, everyone. Hope you're having happy a great time. Christmas. Or, yeah, yeah, I hope you're having a great <laughs> Christmas with your family. Jane, the amount of comments underneath that was like, I'm so glad you practice a minimal, a minimal Christmas, Rachel. Minimalism is at the, cri- all this Uh-oh. stuff where I was like, no oh i didn't think we did oh my gosh winston did we so obviously we did good it made me feel good where I was that's like, great well, we, because there wasn't a ton but i feel like we got good gifts for yeah. our kids anyways it just made me laugh because i was like winston who knew it we were minimalists and didn't, Look even, at that. <laughs> Look. didn't even know it and it was a great christmas so you don't need gifts to have a great christmas this is the ramsey show Here's the thing about investing advice. You can find it just about anywhere, but that doesn't mean it'll always help you with your personal goals. Here's another option. Check in with a smart investor pro. These financial advisors can review your plan or help create one that's personalized to you. To find a smart investor pro in your area, go to ramseysolutions.com slash smartvestor. Go to ramseysolutions.com slash smartvestor. Ramsey Solutions is a paid non-client promoter of participating pros. Learn more at ramseysolutions.com slash smartvestor. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm Jane Warshaw, joined by Rachel Cruz. Give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. Let's go directly to the phone lines where we've got Monica in San Jose, California. Hey, Monica, what's going on? Hi. Um, Thank you for taking my call. So I'm calling because my husband and I bought our first home in the Bay Area in September. Mm-hmm. Um, I can go into the financial details of, you know, how it all went down, but essentially it was for 1.19 million. Um, we were 1. Point what? 1.19. Okay. Okay. We were able to put 550,000 down. Wow. Nice. Uh, yeah. So I, again, if it's helpful, I can go into all the financial details of like what the mortgage is. Well, all what's your that, question? The question is that we hate the house. Mm. Oh, what? Yeah. What changed? Oh, no. Yeah. We're really unhappy. Shoot. Why? It's just, it's not a great layout for our lifestyle. Um, Not a lot can be done to change it. Um, It's a townhome. So, you know, there's restrictions on what you can do with an HOA. And not only that, it's a three-story townhome. So, it's it's just a big issue around layout primarily. Did you know that going in? Like you didn't buy it sight unseen. Yeah, I know. Um we we did know it, but we you know, we were first time home buyers and I think we really didn't spend enough time on thinking about the home. We were really concerned about whether it was a good financial decision and we spent a, a lot of time thinking about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and you know, this is like a very competitive area for real estate. So um we just we really wanted to be home buyers and like at the end of the day the question is um you know, we're already here, it's already done. Is it worth it for us to take a loss and try to get out of it as soon as possible or should we try to stay? For- Do you feel like it's going to be a loss? 
Well, like, my husband is is particularly very unhappy here. And, like, I just feel life is really short and it's causing a lot of stress. And but, like, if financially, like if, we can get, if you yeah, sold like, it, why yeah. would it be at a loss? Well, the, the, the um, value of the home has already dipped since we oh. purchased it. What's it at now? So, and also, of course, the seller fee for, you know, working with a realtor all of that is going where we would definitely take a loss it's a matter of how much of a loss so we're just trying to think through does it make sense to stick it out like how long should should we try to stick it out before trying to sell it i gotta be honest like part of me like i'm hearing what you're saying and i can tell that it's really bothering you um it's bothering your husband more than you, Monica. And that's my, that's a little bit of my question is that he's unhappy and he's short and he's not. But like I, the reasons, it, and look, feel free to elaborate, but like people call in and they're like, oh, the guy upstairs is smoking weed or, you know, my neighbors are violent or there, there was a murder and, you know, across the street. Like there's, those are the reasons that I'm like, yes, you need to move immediately. But when somebody's like, oh, I just bought a, a $1.19 million house and I just don't like the layout. I, I'm struggling with that. I'm not going to lie. Is there something else that we're, is it far from work? Is there a big commute? Like, is there something else that's really weighing into this that you're not saying? Well, you know, we moved from a home that was in the same community that we were renting and it was fully upgraded and we missed the opportunity to buy that home like without realtors being involved. So we, you know, it could have been like a directly buying from the owner situation. And so I think like that's really weighing on us and comparing this home to that is really hard because that was an upgraded home. This is not, and we're going to have to put some money into this home to make it as comfortable as that home was. It's also on a busier street. So it's really loud and we have a baby and she's often being woken up due to the... the well, a sound machine can you know. solve that. We can just get one of those white noise machines. I'm can I, I'm just being flat out honest with you. I, I don't know that this is a reason for you guys to move. I think this is a bit of... Um, and I'm not saying you can't move eventually, but to... To take a financial take a loss hit. doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it doesn't, Monica. I mean, from the from a fine, you called into a financial type show, and so we do look at the numbers of this. And um, yeah, I mean, it's not. I mean, if you guys have the money and you find something better, and you guys just shake hands with each other and say we're going to take the loss, we're going to call it stupid tax. We shouldn't have bought it in the first place. We're going to go find something we want. You guys can, but yeah. financially, it's not smart. And what's what what you have to understand too, Monica, is that there's a there. There's a level with this discontentment that can be legitimate. Like, I get that. But also, that level of discontentment and who you guys are still moves with you. And so that is one conversation I would make sure to have with you and your husband to say, okay, you know, we're moving because we don't like the house and no house is going to be perfect. And the next house we come to is not going to solve all of our problems. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be the thing that fixes everything in our lives and um, I don't know. Does that make sense? Like there's a level of that discontentment that I'm hearing and that can follow it you. Uh, it's just, it, it's, it's more so that when someone is 
deeply unhappy like every single day and it's impacting your well-being to the point that it's that's it though monica why should it be doing that it shouldn't be impacting him because there's three stories like do you know what i'm like that like like that's where i'm like whoo there's some stuff happening Mm -hmm. that's probably more than just the house in his in his life and what's happening i mean like if if you're really that unhappy because of a layout of a house, then you're you're an unhappy person. Like there's something else going on. Yeah, I, I second that. I think there's some. I mean, my husband and I moved from South Florida yeah. to here, Monica. And before we moved, we had done everything. We had completely renovated our house, made it exactly the way we wanted. But then we moved for a job, and we moved here. And our house is nice, but it's not upgraded. It's not. It's not the way it was and I could easily be like oh man like that other house was so much better and now we're gonna have to you know renovate this one and 1.1 million dollars you know like there's there's just some part of that where you do have to take a beat and be like whoa we have a great home and it's gonna take a while to get it where we want it or we're gonna have to live in this home until we can afford to move to the next home yeah so I guess the question is how long do we need to hold it before it makes sense to sell it. I, if well, our, our, rule, our rule of thumb is five years for a house to kind of ride through the market. Well, we tell people to buy, if you're going to buy a house, make sure you're in it for at least five years. Mm-hmm. That's usually a good average amount of time for the market to kind of go up and down, all of that. But again, we, and we're in a weird market, True. you know. And Monica, hear us say like, and I always give people this out on this show that like you, you're, grown. you're a grown up. Like mm-hmm. if you guys decide we're going to go take a $80,000 hit, yes, then we're going to do that, right? Because you're so, the one who has to sleep at but, night. But, but, but just hear, hear us say, though, there is other stuff happening that's causing this unhappiness that will follow you. And, and, and that would be more of my concern. If we can't be content as a family of where we are. And again, I understand like, oh, the cabinets are old. Like, I, I get mm-hmm. that things aren't mm-hmm. upgraded. I understand that. I understand that. But, but, the, but the, the environment of the emotional environment of the family and of the home, the fact that it is so tilted right now because of a layout in three stories, that worries me. I don't like that. So there's a part of me that kind of wants y'all to stick it out. And to figure, have out to, figure out what the real problem yeah, is. Yeah, to have to deal kind of what's with, 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 with where you guys are. And I know that's stressful as a wife and all of it. Um, yeah, you're in a hard spot, Monica, and I'm so sorry. So again, if you guys choose to... You know, I, I pulled eighty thousand dollars out of the air. Yeah. I don't know what it'll be. Then y'all can and you can move. But um, but if you're asking from a financial standpoint, five years is usually a good rule of thumb from a time frame perspective. Well, it also makes me wonder. I'm like, okay, if they sell this house at a hit, they're not gonna. They bought what they could afford. So what are the chances that they're really gonna be able to get anything better than what they already have now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. Yeah. So they could. I mean, a better layout, a maybe. Maybe, but it might not be fully upgraded. I don't know. know. I'm sorry, Monica. Deeper issues are involved here 100%. That does it for this hour of The Ramsey Show. Join us for the next hour. Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, 
do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I am your host, Jade Warshaw, joined by your other host, best-selling author, host of the Ro- Ra- the Rachel Cruz Show. <laughs> Rachel Cruz, I almost said the Ramsey Cruz Show. It's great. Hey, very it's similar. All the same. All the same. <laughs> We're taking calls about your life and money, so give us a call. The number is triple eight eight two five five two two five, and we would be happy to talk with you again. Anything that has to do with your life, your money, Christmas gifts, um, whatever you can think of, we will talk about it as long as it has to do with life and money. So give us a call. We'll go directly to the phone lines here with Dorothy in Boston, Massachusetts. What's going on, Dorothy? Hey, Jade. Hi, Hi Rachel. Um, my question today is where would be a really good place to start when someone knows little to nothing about investing? I love that question. How, like is how it to you? Invest? It is me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. Um, yes, yeah, right you, here. <laughs> no, it's great. You know, I let me just tell you what I did. Um, mm-hmm. I knew that I wanted to work with a smart investor pro or like work with a professional, but I also wanted to kind of have like a baseline of knowledge going in so that I could follow them in the conversations and also mm-hmm. have an idea of what I wanted because. I didn't want to go into it with this idea of like, okay, you just tell me what to do, right? I wanted to learn and understand it. And so for me, a lot of that was I started listening to shows like this and digging into that content. And on our website, RamseySolutions.com, we have so many articles on investing and all these things that you can really sort through. And I think that that's a really great resource. And then I just spent time doing my own research and then I called up a Smart Investor Pro and I kind of let them know, hey, here's what I'm thinking. Um, the the financial plan that I follow talks about investing across four types, growth, growth and in income, aggressive growth and in international. And they talk about putting 25% into each one. I agree with that. you know. And I, I just really started that conversation and I let them know, hey, I'm open to learning. I just want to understand how we're investing and how we're doing this. And so that's how I started. Um, does that, is that ringing is that pushing any buttons for you yes it is i'm not quite there yet um to baby step four four Mm -hmm. when we start yeah yeah so but i just want to have like some basic knowledge so yeah yes so So when someone's like s&p 500 or whatever it is yeah totally okay so here's just kind of a let's just do a quick like four minutes high level investing school for you, Dorothy. Ooh, I love it. Okay. Oh, okay. So when All it right. comes to investing, we always, we have the rule, we call it the KISS rule. Keep it simple, stupid. So we say, keep keep yes. it simple. Great rule. Yes, because <laughs> people get very deep into the weeds of stuff and they're all like trying to do all this fancy stuff. So mm-hmm. keep it simple. So, Yes, you mentioned the the S and P five hundred, the Dow Jones. When you turn on the news and you see the big chart, yeah. right, with all the stuff, right. So, yeah, so the ticker, I'm like, mm, that's right. Yeah, numbers, yep. <laughs> So what you're looking at is just basically the values of these companies. And so with the S and P okay. five hundred is the top five hundred largest companies. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to have okay. Apple, you're going to have Ford Motor Company, you're going to have Target. I mean, you're, you're yeah. going to have you're going to have five hundred of the largest companies. And when you buy into those companies, you buy into the market, right? You can do S&P 500, which is not to get too complicated, like the index index funds. Mm. Um, you can mm-hmm. go into the stock market. But basically what you're doing is you're buying a small portion of these companies when you go and buy a stock. Mm-hmm. Now we recommend, mm-hmm. Dorothy, people can buy single stocks where you put all of your money in Apple or you put all of your money in 
Target or all of your money in American Airlines. We don't recommend that. So some people's strategy is they go and they and they buy individual stocks and they put their money and hope that that you know a few of these companies do really well. What we teach Dorothy is to invest in mutual funds. So mutual funds are 90 to 200 of those stocks in one fund, okay? And so okay. that's going to help spread your money out so you're not in single stocks. So that's kind of how the market, the, the basis of that. Now, we can branch off into retirement investing. So you're going to hear things like a 401k, which most companies mm-hmm. offer their employees and they'll do a match. So if you put in 3% of your income, Dorothy, the company will match 3% or some companies it's 4%, 5%, 6%. Now, when you're opening a 401k, then you have a choice when you put the, when you, the money that they have, where is that money going? And that's what Jade is talking about is actually mm-hmm. taking your money and buying mutual funds with it. Now, the specific mutual funds are the four types that she talked about. You know, that got, you know, she that's that's pretty deep in there uh, in the details of it. But that's the 401k. There's a there's a IRA, a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA, which is another vehicle mm-hmm. for investing. And again, you can open that account, but the money you have in that account you want to actually invest, and that's where a Smart Investor Pro can help you. Um, and then another term to remember Dorothy is Roth. Roth is your friend, R-O-T-H. Roth means it's after tax dollars. So it's after you've paid taxes on your income, your income hits your checking account. You use that money to go and fund a Roth IRA, which the great thing about that, since it's after tax dollars, that means all the growth that's gonna happen, compound interest in that, in that account is tax-free. Because you've already paid taxes. Yes, which is beautiful. So whenever you see Roth, we want that. We Mm -hmm. want Roth IRA versus traditional. And if your company offers a Roth 401k, you take that too. Now, again, it's after tax dollars. So you're going to feel it Mm -hmm. a little bit more. (laughs) Kind of hurts a little bit more because you've paid the taxes and then you're like, oh. Um, But again, that's kind of just, I I don't want to confuse you, but that's kind of just the basics. No, that's. Very clear. That we look at. Sense. But I would sit down with a Smart Vester Pro. What um, Jade said, if you go to RamseySolutions.com, you can find one in your area. And if you're anywhere near Boston, there should be multiple. Yes. And sit down and, and talk to them, set up meetings and interview each of them and kind of figure out who you like, just from a personal standpoint, who yes. you enjoy, who's going to teach uh-huh. you. Um, because... This is, yeah, you want someone in your corner because it can get really granular really fast. That's right. And you want somewhat of an understanding, but you also have to know that these people, you know, they do this day in and day out. That's right. So there's a level of trust you have with them too in this process. Yeah. And I also want to encourage you or anybody else listening, people rarely understand it in one take. You know what I mean? Like I had a buddy come visit me and she was like, Jade, explain this. Explain this Roth IRA thing to me one more time. And you rarely get it in the first try. It's like, I, I remember the first time I was like, wait a minute, wait, 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 what now? And uh-huh. it's like, you you want to go back and listen to it again. So go back and listen to this call again. Like I said, dig into some of those articles. Make sure you're setting up time to talk with these people because it takes a minute for you to really understand it. Because like Rachel said, and it's true, it does get granular very quickly. And it's like, okay, but once I finished my Roth IRA, then what do I do next? And then if I have more money, where do I go next? And so before you know it, you're really going down the line on this. And you want to make sure that you do have a clear understanding because these are your hard-earned dollars. Yeah, yeah. And, and and Dorothy, and for anyone listening, that baby step four is 15% of your income into retirement. So retirement yes. is going to be your 401k at work or 403b. 
and a, and a Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the two main ones. There's other things like an HSA and different things if you mm-hmm. max out those other two that are options. And we talk about that here at Ramsey. But for most people listening, always remember, it's your 401k and Roth IRA, 15% of your income that goes into those. That's right. All right. This is The Ramsey Show. You are listening to The Ramsey Show, and I want to let you guys know that our Ramsey Solutions Cyber Monday sale is extended. So if you thought the savings were over, you were wrong. You can still go on and get some of our lowest prices of the year all week long. You can get meaningful gifts for your family and friends as low as $7. I'm talking about audiobooks. I'm talking about every dollar premium gift cards for $49.99. That's amazing. You can even get things like Financial Peace University, our nine-week series, to help you learn about money. You can get that for as low as $59.99. There are gifts for everyone. You can find things for your kids. You can find things to set and accomplish your goals. I'm talking about the Ramsey 2024 Goal Planner, which is just $44.99. And by the way, the content in that was designed by Rachel Cruz sitting to my right, Dr. John Deloney, and myself. So it's a great planner to help you work on your faith, relationships, and finances through all the teachings that we give you throughout the year. So that's a big one. And honestly, one of my favorites, the Rachel Cruz Wallet is ah. available in many colors. I think the champagne color is my favorite one, Rachel, Beautiful. if I'm being... Oh, in a brand new edition, navy? We did a navy this year. Hey, I know. I it's love beautiful it. too. What so I'm fun. saying, guys, is you've got to get online and shop our week-long Cyber Monday sale. It's at RamseySolutions.com slash store. Got to go pick that up. Wow. All right. Let's talk from neighborly.com here for a moment. So our question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Now, if you need work done on your home, your yard, but don't know where to start or who to trust, I'm telling you, Neighborly is the answer. Find all the help you need at neighborly.com slash Ramsey. That's neighborly.com slash Ramsey. And today's question comes from, ready for this, Scrooge Mom on a Budget from Ohio. She (laughs) requested this name. She said, please address the topic of Christmas gifts for teachers. I hear my adult children talk about the cost of gift cards, et cetera, for their children's teachers. I raised four children. They had multiple teachers every year for specials. You know, PE, speech, music, art, playground, supervisors, cafeteria workers, homeroom, et cetera. Uh, any given Christmas, I could have dropped hundreds of dollars on 30 plus teachers and support staff alone. They are hardworking professionals, and I'm trying to understand how this all got started and why it has gotten out of hand. I am more inclined to get a Christmas gift for those working on Christmas Day. Interesting. Fair. Um, yeah, so I I don't know where this quote unquote got out of hand. Um, I don't know. And I think it's a I think it's a really personal thing that whatever yeah. you choose to do what your budget allows. But I do think the expectation of just people in general doesn't need to be your expectations. You have to set your own for your own household. And, and Jade, what I have found um, with majority of my kids, majority of years, a lot of the room mom or someone will actually, you'll Venmo her money mm-hmm. and she'll get a big gift from the class. Oh, that's great. So that works out really well, um, mm-hmm. which is very nice. Now I will say, this is one, my our teachers, I will... I do kind of go big on my kids, like specific teachers. So like the kindergarten teacher and Amelia has third Mm -hmm. grade. She has two teachers. So I will. I'm like, I because I just appreciate them a lot. And again, we have the, we, we, our budget, it's something that I plan and I do. So that is one area of life that I feel like I'm more, I probably, I may spend more on a teacher than 
my like my parents. Oh my gosh. Because look, but that's your choice. Yeah, and I want to, and I genuinely do. And I don't do it for all of them, you know, mm-hmm. um, even though there's so many people that help out and all of that. But yeah. I, I think it's it has to be in your budget. That's right. And the expectations for your family, not letting everyone else set it. But I think the the group gift mm-hmm. is always a great it's a great idea. I like that. Look, I hope that's what happens with my son's kindergarten class because <laughs> I haven't heard anything yet, but I'm like, what do we do? And I, and I know teachers that I've heard from them, they don't want candles right. and oh, all of that. Please it's, no candles. So gift cards is a thing, right? Mm-hmm. So if you go and yeah, spend you know 20 bucks or whatever to get them a great gift card at Target, or, yeah. they're going to appreciate that. And, and can I just say for the people, get them a gift card that they really can choose what it's spent on. Mm. Like Visa gift like a, cards, oh, that's Target good. gift cards, like... Target and Walmart gift cards, I think, are fine because there's mm-hmm. so much or like Amazon gift cards because there's yep. so much to choose from. But don't come in here with like a Subway gift card because everybody <laughs> doesn't like Subway or even Starbucks. <laughs> yes. I just feel like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I just I I think that I speak for the teachers when mm-hmm. I say let them kind of choose their own gift. If you're going to yep. do a gift card, make sure you make it a generalized. Yes. And it is <laughs> for me. Thing. It's a, you know, it's a profession that it's, I mean, and everyone knows that they're not paid, but they should be paid mm-hmm. for the amount of hours and work and what they're doing. They're literally teaching the next generation. How, I mean, I, I can't, I'm not a homeschool mom. I mean, I, Listen. I would be terrible, terrible teacher. Mm-hmm. I mean, Amelia's bringing home common core math now. And I'm just like, I literally have no idea what you're like. I can't do this. I don't know what oh you're doing. Gosh. Um, I'm scared. So it's yeah. And so I really do appreciate good teachers. And we've been so blessed. Our kids school. I mean, every teacher we've we have just loved. I mean, they're yeah. just wonderful. So, yep. Yeah, teachers out there to all you teachers listening and watching or if you know a teacher, send them this clip because Jade and I both as moms yeah. greatly appreciate good teachers because man it's a lot of work they deal with a lot i mean i would say at the very least if if your holiday budget if you're like look on the holidays i'm stretched to my like stretched to the core make make it a point to contribute at least at some point throughout the year yeah i would say that or like do baked goods like do do like a loaf of bread with it with a letter like some level of appreciation doesn't have to be through a present Yes. Some level of appreciation. I think is they all need it. Yes. At Christmas or at, like just yes. m- make it part of your rhythm because they need that stuff. Mm-hmm. Ooh, love it. That's good. Sorry, Scrooge mom. We had to <laughs> we had to debunk you on that one. All right, let's go straight to the phone lines. We've got Deborah in Dayton, Ohio. What's going on, Deborah? Hi, I'm looking at starting building a uh, real estate property portfolio. Cool. And I'm ready to do like probably a baby step. I'm very, I would say, conscientious about being in debt. Um, I own my own home. We don't have a payment there. We own another home with no payment, but that's getting prepared to go on the market for rent here for probably around sixteen to seventeen hundred a month. Um, I do own another smaller property that I purchased, waiting for that refi at 6% and I owe about a 70k on that. Um, my payments are about 600 and uh, went for about 975 just to get somebody in there quickly. I did okay. that. And um, so I'm soon to the air. The only the debt that we only are carrying now is um, a truck that we got at 0% interest and that was like for our future future uses and um, How much? that is probably about 1200 a month. What's the full amount? That, no, no. Oh, how much did it cost? Yeah. <clears throat> oh, we went big. 95. 95,000? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. We've been getting some expensive cars this show. 
Um, we like a, cars. We like motorcycles. This what is else our, do you have? Is our passion. What other? Just curious. Um, four motorcycles. <laughs> four motorcycles? Are they all paid for? Yes. Yes. Okay. Range Rover purchased. Fully in cash. Um, How much okay. do you guys make a year, Deborah? A van? No, purchased. I just wait until I have it, or we paid it off. Okay. Um, so together, um, I have an escort set up for myself, and my husband makes you know, 110. I make maybe somewhere similar because I'm on a commission. So you guys make 220,000 a year? Yeah, roughly 220 to 250. Okay, 250. Okay. So we purchased a house a year and a half ago, remodeled it, and um, it took about 50k to get it up to what we want. So I'm very mm-hmm. happy. Um, I was very conscientious to stay to where probably I could sell it now for 350. You may have to come on with your question because we're right up against the clock. So how can we help? Yeah. My question is I have probably 60 K in my, in my um, account. Mm -hmm. So I could pay off that little rental property. I could pay off the 0% interest, but I really want to maybe purchase have money to purchase another small rental. Okay. So if I were in your shoes, that out, if I were in your shoes, I would pay off the final rental that you have because your primary residence is paid for in cash. Home number two is paid for in cash. If you can pay off home rental home number three, I would definitely do that. And I would not buy any more real estate without paying cash for it. Also, you guys have too much stuff that's tied up, too much money tied up in vehicles that are going down in value. I would seriously consider scaling back on buy, buying things with motors. I... It sounds like you have too many as it is. This $95,000 truck really, really deeply, deeply bothers me. But you guys have got a high net worth, so I'm not that concerned about it. Get it paid off as soon as possible. This is The Ramsey Show. All right, let's cut to the chase. It's easy to get discouraged about crazy house prices and interest rates. But when you have the right real estate agent to help you buy and sell the right way, you'll have confidence to make smart decisions. Ramsey trusted agents aren't just experts who guide you through buying or selling. They're someone you can trust to have your back from the first call to closing day. Find a Ramsey trusted agent near you at RamseySolutions.com slash agent. RamseySolutions.com slash agent. You are listening to The Ramsey Show. There are only two more paychecks till Christmas. So help, let us help take the calls about your life and your money and what you're doing with your money, not only now, but into the new year so you can get on a plan where you're actually making traction and paying off debt and saving money. We want to help you do that. So give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. I'm Jade. She's Rachel. We will take your call. Let's go straight to the phone lines where we've got Mary from Calhoun, Georgia. What's going on, Mary? Hey, y'all. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. How can we help? Okay, so my husband and I are babies at this, but after watching y'all for about a week now, we are on fire, and you have come up, helped us come up with a solution for our health situation. So we want to spend the next year or so saving up for our emergency funds. We'd like to get $20,000 in that. And after that, we want to pay off our home as quickly as possible, um, investing everything that we have to get it done so that we can demo it and rebuild. Wow. Um, okay. Reason, I know that sounds kind of crazy. Why would you demo your investment? But um, we live in a farmhouse that was built around 1880. And unfortunately, the additions that they did to it are garbage. Okay. And we didn't discover this until after moving in. 
and none of the bones of the house are solid enough for us to renovate it room by room, which was the original plan. Um, very Chip and Joanna Gaines. Okay. Um, but anywho, um, so um, I just need to know, it, would it be hurting our family to not invest in retirement or any of our children's college funds or any of that while we try to get this paid off as soon as possible because the damage to the house is pretty severe. I mean, we've got broken joists and there's rot, and it's not something that we should be sticking with for much longer. And we're hoping that if we can really pour our hearts into this, that at the conservative end, we can have our house paid off in about five years. Well, Mary, I look, I, I love the way you're thinking like, Hey, we want to do this. We want to try to do this really responsibly. Um, I will say there's a reason that the baby steps are listed as they're listed. And I do have a couple of questions and holes to poke in your plan. Um, Number one, Mm -hmm. your plan doesn't align with our plan. And so I just want to call that out. We would say, hey, after you finish baby step three, after you get your 20,000 saved, you do need to start investing 15%. It would be one thing if you're like, hey, we're saving for another down payment. And I'd say, yeah, do that simultaneously. No problem. Um, And since you do have kids, I do want you putting away some money as well for their college um and you get to decide what that percentage is as far as the kids college um but i do want you to start investing because five years is a long time to delay that process after you've already delayed it for paying off debt and saving money right and so for that reason i would not do that and then the other thing that we can talk about is why you feel the need to pay the home off before you cash flow any changes to it because you don't necessarily have to pay off the home before you cash flow any changes. You could do them both intentionally if you wanted or one first and then the next. Mm-hmm. It's the house just isn't worth putting money into. But the, there's just really. But if you pay it off, enough. you will have put the money it takes to pay it off. And then mm-hmm. you will have. Because the equity and everything. So, yeah. So okay. it's not like you're it's not like you're bypassing that step. If you pay it off, that is money that you've put into the equity of that land and lot. And then if you choose to mm-hmm. rebuild and it, then that house and then you're basically demolishing the house. So the equity is that that's not yeah. tied up in the land and the lot, the, the equity in the house, which how much like how much would the house be worth if you were to sell it? Um, our estimated home value is about two eighty two five. OK, so, yeah. So and by one hundred and forty seven. OK, Um. And you think a complete reno is what you guys want to do? Or would you ever look at moving? Or what? are there any other options well, that you guys have looked at? We we love where we're at. We love our church. We live in a very small town in a very small community. Okay. Um, and, you know, we, we do homeschool. So it's not like school ties us down here or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking at the house, it just, it breaks my heart, but it just, it doesn't look like it's worth putting money into trying to fix it at all. I mean, we've put band-aids on it to make sure. it livable and safe for our children. And um, we just had an infant. So have you have you run any you numbers, know, Mary, on how much it would cost to build? Build what you guys want? So um, we found um, house plans for free, and it's about $150,000 to build that house it's very small and it's something we can build on in the future okay okay um yeah well i would not sacrifice retirement for this i understand that this is a really exciting dream and you guys want to do this 
Mm-hmm. But I'm with Jade. I would, it would be simultaneous for me. Um, and I, yeah, and there's a part of me too. I'm like, I, I would hate for you guys to still have a $147,000 mortgage mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then have to take out a construction loan, mm-hmm. you know, on top of that. So, yeah. So, you, I mean, it, it's just going to take a little bit, Mary. I think you guys need a little bit of patience. How much do you guys make a year? Um, my husband's net is 60000 a year. Okay. And that's including overtime and things like that. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I would say this, Mary. If, if if the house is as in terrible condition as what you're describing, like, is it safe for you guys yeah. to live in it for five years? Yes, we can make it work for five years. Okay, um, so it's safe. It's just, okay, I would yeah, not. I would not. I would not sacrifice retirement, Mary. I think that these five years um, are crucial for just compound interest and starting for the future. So, if I were you guys, I would not sacrifice that. How old are your kids? I have eight-year-old twins, a four-year-old, and a okay. six-week-old. Yeah, if you wanted to to wait on kids' college, I mean, you you could if you wanted. I mean, I would maybe put mm-hmm. a little bit away for them. Um, but I just think that this 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 will be a slower process um, mm-hmm. than probably what you're giving it credit for. So, and who knows, too, Mary? In five years, when the house is paid off and the kids are five years older and all the things like life changes, you know, mm-hmm. you guys may make the decision of, gosh, we may want to move just houses in general. Maybe we want to do something different. I don't know. Like, so just know between mm-hmm. now and five years, there's a lot of life that happens. So yes, I would yeah. aggressively pay off the house, but I would not sacrifice investing while doing that. Yeah. I'd also be, be my curious. Answer. I'd also be curious if you've had anybody like a, like a contractor or a home builder come out and look and say, do we need to start from scratch or what can like what can we do here? Because that just feels really like we're going to bulldoze our house and completely start over because you bought it for almost three hundred thousand dollars. So it's worth something. It, you know, it's not like you're like, oh, this house is worth twenty seven fifty. You know what I mean? It's not I, what I'm well, picturing. We bought it at one fifty seven. But yeah. OK. I th- where yeah. did I get two hundred eighty? value is about that's the home estimated oh, home value. OK, now. OK, OK. Yeah. But my point is, of yeah, course, it's, I'm not sure it's, I could sell it in this condition. But <laughs> interesting. Okay. Well, I mean, I still would. It just feels really drastic. So I would get definitely a second opinion. And I, th- I think I like what Rachel said, which is in five years, you don't know where you're going to be, and you may be like, look, I don't want to go through all that. That's a lot. Yeah, and maybe you do, and, and yeah, and then again, maybe you guys look up in five years and you say, well, we this have some money. We have some money in our 401k that we've been investing, and the house is paid off, and what do we want to do now? You know, and that's yeah. the beautiful thing about being debt free is it does give you options and choices. And if you guys want to go build something, I would just hate to um, lose complete. But if you want to yeah, lose complete value of the house, but if you want to stay on the same land and all of it, maybe it's what you guys choose to do. But I, I would just say, Mary, to have a little bit more patience. Yeah. And definitely um, not sacrifice retirement in this. And, and if the house does become unlivable for any reason, then yeah, I mean, be prepared to go rent somewhere for a little bit and mm-hmm. all that because you'll probably have to do that during the building process as well in five years, six years when you guys decide to do that. So I hope that helps, Mary. Thanks for calling. Too. Yeah, that's a very good call. That's so interesting. Um, you know, we've had a couple of calls like that today, Rachel, where people have gotten into a house and then they've realized this is not what I. This is not all it was cracked up to be. Like we need. We need to get out of here, whether it's I just want to turn and run and move or I'm ready to bulldoze the whole like, yeah. jackum thing. <laughs> and I just think it just goes to show like planning and taking your time and really understanding what the steps are going to be 
long-term is gonna save you a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of heartache, and it's worth doing that due diligence on the front end so that you don't kind of find yourself in this place where it's like, uh, I gotta make a move fast, and then you lose money because of it, right? This is The Ramsey Show. You are listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw, your host. I'm joined by Rachel Cruz. So give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. And we will do our best to help you with the questions you have concerning your life and your money. Let's go straight to the phone Jade, lines. Jade, do you have our scripture of the day? Oh, I do have our scripture of the day. Rachel. Tradition. I you know. Are, I know. Well, I didn't even think about it till you were going into the fourth segment and i thought into the show we don't want to break tradition has we ever have we ever skipped it oh we have oh well once or twice accidentally we wouldn't have been the first look i'm glad you got my back (laughs) on that we can't look i'm all i'm already thinking about other things it's a christmas miracle it's only two paychecks to christmas we saved saved the show (laughs) you did all right scripture and quote of the day hopefully it's a good one it says uh, it's psalm 42 Look, this is you, Rachel. Okay, here we are. She lifted me out of the slimy pit, <laughs> out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. Thank you, Rachel, so for pulling so me out. You're so welcome. You are so welcome. And then we've got Reba McIntyre. She says, oh. to succeed in life, you need three things. A wishbone, a backbone, and a <gasps> funny bone. Come on, Reba. We didn't, we didn't want to miss that, Reba. That's a good one. I backbone, love it. funny bone, and what? Wishbone. Oh, I love that. There you go. That is so, so good. You're right. welcome, America. You're Rachel, welcome. save this show. She pulled <laughs> us up out the slimy pit. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Now we can go to the phone lines uh, where Devin is waiting for us in Kansas City. Kansas City. What's going on, Devin? Hey, I just had a question about, um, I want to see your opinion on dropping my car insurance to liability only with being in baby step two. It would save me about $700 a year, but my mm. car is worth only about $2,500. So that's kind of the dilemma there. Yeah. Um, I got to say, I don't think that I would do that. Liability, I mean, that's like the bare minimum. And we would say that you would need at least 500000 worth of liability coverage. Um, so I probably wouldn't drop it down because here's the thing. You want to make sure you're covered no matter what. Like if you get in a five-car pileup, you want to make sure you are covered right and so it's just one of those things that you never know what's around the corner and i find this a lot you're not the only person Devin. i think when we're in baby step two we're so intent on paying off debt that we're willing to sacrifice everything to do it and a lot of people erroneously think that insurance because it you know it is something that we add to our budget right a lot of people think that we do that after baby step two and that's just not the case We always say that insurance is not a baby step. It's something that you do the moment you find out about it, right? The moment that you get the knowledge and go, oh my gosh, I need life insurance or oh my gosh, I need the right, you know, coverage on my vehicle. And there's a reason that we suggest these amounts because it really does protect you um, in case the worst happens and you run into somebody and the Mm -hmm. damage is far beyond what you ever thought it would be. And so those are the sorts of things that can really... um, bankrupt people and put them in a really tough situation so i would not do that but i would use our coverage checkup and make sure that you have the right insurance the right amount of insurance and that you're getting it for the best possible price i would do that yeah we i'd keep liability at the highest that i can get it mm-hmm. i just didn't know if having the collision and the comprehensive with it not being worth that much 
say I it was my fault in an accident, getting another thousand dollar car probably wouldn't be an issue because the car is not worth that much. So I didn't know if if it would be good saving that amount because I'd be paying about seven hundred dollars a year um, every year just for a car that's worth about two thousand twenty five hundred dollars. And you can't drop it lower since the value of your car is lower. No, the the collision and the comp, how uh, we say the comp, um, they are what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but the liability, I've got that maxed out as high as it can go. So okay. Well, if you feel confident that you uh, could me, replace the value of your own car, yeah. And you've got five hundred thousand on the liability. You said. Yeah, I've, I've got the max that I can do. I think uh, five hundred, three hundred, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, it's just the the portion of if it insurance replacing my car, that part, I don't know if it's justifying, you know, cause almost about three years, if I didn't get in a wreck uh, and it be and needing my car replaced, I'd be paying over the worth of my car pretty much. I can understand that. Um, let's see. I, that's your choice. I'm just kind of thinking through that cause you're, they're usually together, right? Your comprehensive and your collision is together or are yeah. they separate? I think they're together as far as I'm aware. I would, you know, I can see what you're saying and that makes some sense. I would still just check that coverage, check up just to see. You might be able to get it for less expensive and that way you're covered on all three fronts. But I do understand what you're yeah. saying about like if my vehicle is only worth this much, yeah. like I can cash flow that if something happens and yeah. I get in a wreck, right? Yes. Yeah, that's what that, we're in baby step two, me and my wife, and we've only got $8,000 left to go. And we're, we should have that paid off by April. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's kind of like we're about to have more income coming in with um, another car being paid off. And then we'll be working on baby step three. So uh, it's just kind of a weird timing. And that's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. Listen, in your case, if you if you have the cash to replace the car, if something happens, you can remove the collision. But if you move to a more expensive car. Just don't forget to add it back because you want to make sure you're covered in that case. Does that help you out? Yeah, yeah it does. Thank you, guys. It's you're great. very welcome. That's a really good question. Thanks yeah. for the call. It, ca- it ends up being kind of that puzzle of figuring out, okay, what do I have? Mm-hmm. And always still wanting to be insured, mm-hmm. right? To yes. a degree that you get that. Like, that's yes. another thing. So it's it's all, it's it's that puzzle. Yeah. I mean, the together. liability is the most important piece because you want to make sure that... Yes. You don't, you don't know what the nature of the accident is going to hold, and you want to make sure that yep. you're covered in that area. So that was a really, really good call. Um, let's take another one. Let's go to Jason in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. What's going on, Jason? Hey, Rachel. Jade, pleasure speaking with you. Um, my quick question is uh, my wife and I are expecting some hospital bills to arrive in the next week or two, and we were wondering, is there anything we can do now to take advantage of my HSA? Or are we kind of too late for that? Should we just keep stacking cash? Well, what are you expecting? How much? Yeah, how much in medical bills? Um, not sure the total, but assuming that it's nothing more than what my health insurance deductible is, then it would be four thousand dollars. Okay. okay, is that um, is this on top? What what other baby step are you in? I just want to get a picture of where you're at. Yeah, we're we're in baby step two right now. Okay. okay. And how much is in your HSA right now? Four hundred. Four hundred dollars. Yes. Okay. 
Um, yeah, I mean, you could put money in that and use it. I mean, the health savings account's a great option for health expenses. I mean, that's what it's there for. That's right. Um, so yeah, that's a great place to to save some money versus, you know, you could just do a high yield if you wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think the 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 rate for for HSAs. I don't think the the rate is really the thing because what I would do, I think what I would do and double check this, but unless you're investing that HSA money, that you're not getting a return on it. It's sitting there tax, but but it's protected. It's protected, but what you could do is save up the how how much time until this $4,000 thing takes place? Um, maybe two weeks. Oh, two I weeks. Okay. Imagine. Yeah. Just or, throw it I in mean, the HSA then. Like once we receive the bills. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, throw, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would just filter it through there and yeah. then you're going to, you're at least going to get the tax shelter on that money yeah. that you use for those qualified right. medical purchases. What I was going to say is if this was going to be like long-term long, six months or yeah, whatever, six yeah. or eight months, you could like save it up in a high yield, get a little return on it and, and then, then throw it, it over there. Yeah. But you know, yeah, okay. this is in two weeks. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Just put any extra, yeah, any any extra cash you have, yeah, in that HSA. That's great. I love it. Does that help okay. you out? Sounds good. Awesome. Thank Take you up. so much, Jake. Whoops, I didn't mean to cut you off. I thought you were done. Thank you for the call. <laughs> Hope you got the information that you needed. Yes. I think we covered it. So but good. I love an HSA, Rachel. I know. Well, and what's so interesting too, and and I feel like even in the past few years for us using it with an investment and so yeah. you can actually use it as an investment vehicle that's right and baby step beyond baby step you know four five and six that's right so it's a it's a great place yep to put money whether you're in baby step two to actually use for medical that you need that you need expenses mm-hmm. but also in the future it's a great investment tool too yeah that's right because when you're 59 and a half that money you don't have to use it for medical expenses that's anymore right. you can yep. use it just for general tax. Yep. yeah anything that you want so That does it for this hour of The Ramsey Show. Thanks for joining us. Remember, when it comes to your life and your money, you can tell me that you won't do it, but don't tell me that you can't. Thanks for listening. Dr. John Deloney here. Mental and emotional health challenges, broken relationships, it's all just part of life, but they don't have to define you. The Dr. John Deloney Show is here to help. It's a caller-driven podcast where you can get practical advice on dealing with anxiety, loneliness, depression, relationship challenges, your kids, and so much more. Listen to questions from our callers, or if you're walking through a tough situation and need some help, give me a call. You are never meant to do life alone, and that's what this podcast is all about. Follow along on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or the Ramsey Network app. Remember, your worth is being well.